1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of First and Ten, right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. We are the trio. The, the what do we? What were we calling ourselves? We were calling ourselves the. Was it the trio? And the triplets. The triplets. The triplets. That's right. I'm like trio, triplet, something like that. The triplets <laughs> are here of Blogging the Boys. That's me, myself, Dave Sturchio, and of course my co-hosts here on First and Ten. That's Aiden Davis and Tony Catalina. This was previously the two-minute warning, but guess what? It would be kind of irrelevant to do a two-minute warning when there's no football to be played anymore for the Dallas Cowboys. So we rebranded. New day, new time, same dudes, so we're here. Uh, What we are here with is some crazy, crazy football that we decided to wait until the NFC and AFC Divisional Championship round games were done, and we got ourselves a treat and a half uh, but me and Tony, were we were all texting on the chat, and me and Tony agreed that if in, if this was a Cowboys game, uh, we don't think we can make it, right, Tony?
2: No. Fiz- I mean, I don't know if I would have to watch it from an ER room or whatever the <laughs> case may be I hooked up to some, uh, some machines. But, man, what a slate of games this weekend was.
1: Uh, yeah, the Chiefs uh, just ended the Bills season. After the Bills, there was a couple cutaways from CBS, and they're all hugging on the sidelines, and I'm like, I was like, why is 13 seconds too long? And, you know, it's funny, Aiden, I know you had to be thinking about this. You know, they're lining up. They have one timeout. There's, like, eight seconds left. I'm like, they're going to call quarterback draw? <laughs> <laughs> just they
3: make the same as uh, – Well, not the timeout. Yeah. Yeah. I, my thing was is I just – The Bills shot themselves in the foot, and I'm so upset for Josh Allen because all you had to do was not play just complete prevent deep. Patrick Mahomes has 13 seconds. How does he make a downfield in 13 seconds? Two plays. Yeah, and I just felt so bad because Josh Allen just two straight games just had the game of his life, and man,
1: hearts out to every Bills fan. That is brutal. I do know a couple of them, Uh, good friends of mine. Uh, One guy's on my uh, Chop Sports podcast network. He does one of the basketball podcasts, and he's a massive Bills fan. I feel so, so gutted. For the Bills fans, I feel gutted for a lot of people this weekend because each and every game was a walk-off in some variation. We started the weekend, obviously, watching Joe Burrow and the Bengals do their thing as they take out the Titans. The number one seed was Slade, right? And we're like, all right, well, that's just one one seed. Don't worry. The other one seed will take care of business. And it was the NFC, and I'm out you know, indulging in, in uh, beverages as I'm watching this Packer game. And I'm like, look. You know, my business partner over at Chop Sports, he's the biggest Packer fan I know. So, clearly, I was like, do I want ratings on my show or do I want him to be sane and happy, right? I was trying to level out the two of them, but at the end of the day, man, I cannot believe, and this is more per, you know pertaining to the Dallas Cowboys as well, I cannot believe we are sitting here and, uh, you know, obviously, the, the Rams also dethroned the GOAT, right? And we're sitting here today, Tony, with the NFC Championship game being the Rams- and the 49ers, and while that's all well and good, does it make you sick that it's Matt Stafford versus
2: Jimmy Garoppolo? you know, it, it's kind of crazy because when we went on our roundtable a few weeks ago, I said that my number one team I wanted to play was the San Francisco 49ers and you know, that that backfired on me big time because they went and obviously punched us in the mouth in, uh, in AT&T Stadium and then they come out and, you know, they, they it survive in advance in Lambeau Field. So it's, it is it is kind of crazy to think about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's in another NFC Championship game and Matt Stafford going into this year never won a playoff game. So it, it's, a, it is, it's a weird to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady not in there but hey, man, the NFL is a funny league did you have any or I'll go to you Aiden did you have any rooting interest as far as did you are
1: you one of those guys like all right Rodgers I've seen enough like it's time for the Niners or were you were just like hey there's because you know what a lot goes into what the Cowboys are going to about to deal with I think and I'll get into it in a second but did you have any preference on who you saw in the NFC title game
3: yeah I mean my family's, they're all Rams fans, so... Are they? For Yeah, for them, I was rooting for the Rams, but honestly, at this point, and we've been here a lot, when the Cowboys get eliminated, I'm just rooting for good playoff football. That's all I care about, and I, just, I, just, I, yeah. w- I won this week, yeah. Yeah. I think you
1: got it. Uh, This weekend in particular has been absolutely nuts. Uh, On on the other, obviously, we just watched the Bills game. We just talked about that. Uh, The other AFC game, we didn't, you know, we won't dive into it too much, but Joe Burrow, of all people, are in the AFC title game, which is nuts, man. Jackpot Joey just doing his thing. And I know the guy we had last week in our, I guess you can call it, our final two-minute warning episode we've ever done, uh, we had Dave Hellman, and we know how much of a fan he is of Joe Burrow. So, like, shout out to, uh, to Dave Hellman who um probably was just looking at that game like a proud papa even though you know they're about you know close close in age um but I will say this the NFC in particular that Packers and 49ers game I was looking at it because we started to hear some rumblings right in the Dallas Cowboys media within the walls and like people within the organization people that are former people of the organization we're trying to do our best to not just jump the gun but when things start really you know, scratching the surface of, of of some truths, it's time to start worrying. Now we watched Mike McCarthy say, Hey, listen, you know, we had a conversation. It was quick, but we're good. Tony, your knee jerk reaction to the fact that he said that Dallas Cowboys were nervous going into that 49er game.
2: I hate it. I mean, I, I you know, those, one of those things where like, even if you notice that as a coach, you might just want to keep that to yourself because that, that comes right at the lack of preparation. And that's your job right there. Um, they always say, you know, nerves are come from somebody that's unprepared. If you're not prepared for this game, that's when you're nervous. If you if you're confident in your play, confident in your in your game plan, there's no reason for that to, to be a thing. So I was very surprised. I mean, I can appreciate the candidness, I can appreciate the honesty, but I think he probably should have kept that one in his head.
1: Yeah, that one I would have kept in the, the old reserve tank and just kind of, like, lied. Like, he lied about watching all the Cowboys games. He should have lied about the fact that these guys are <laughs> feeling nervous going into a 49er game. Now, Aiden, obviously, what I was talking about before, referencing Jerry Jones goes on 105.3 The Fan, and he was literally probably the most angriest we've ever heard him in the media, right? Like, so we cover this guy. We try to, you know, we take everything he says with a grain of salt because sometimes Jerry Jones will drop – you know, Jerry isms where it's like, what is he even talking about? Like you're just totally off the rails and you just don't know what he's actually saying, but he was pretty candid on a lot of his stuff. Uh, You know, he, he touched on obviously being angry with the, the coaching staff, you know, he was saying that he didn't want to make any decisions and then he was angry about Amari Cooper. And like, you know, so he actually started throwing names out there. Are you surprised that Jerry went this route?
3: I'm surprised. And the main reason I'm surprised is because I don't think anything's going to happen out of this. I think Amari Cooper is going to be a Cowboy next year, most likely. And I think Mike McCarthy's still going to be the head coach. So I just, I don't know why you're angering these people that you're uh, presumably are going to be on the Cowboys next year. Why are you getting them all riled up and like angry with the organization? Because if you want to do this behind closed doors, if you want to yell at McCarthy, if you want to, Get on to Kellen for not throwing the ball at Cooper. Whatever. Do that behind closed doors. But doing this publicly, now everybody's questioning these guys. And it's like you've almost lost, like, the trust of McCarthy and Cooper now. And now fans are starting to turn on them. So, like, why do this if – Cause we know nothing's going to change at least with McCarthy or at least with Jerry Jones.
1: Well, well, yeah, obviously it starts at the top. He's not going to be selling the team anytime soon. So we're all kind of stuck where we're at. Um, and I've been trying to explain this to, you know, my guys, like I had a long text thread today with Brett and Keith Ernst, which by the way, everybody, if you're listening to this, the Jersey boys podcast, will be moving over to the Chop sports network. So definitely check that out soon. Uh, but I was talking to those guys and I said, look, you know, as long as the Joneses are, are ahead of this thing and they're steering the ship, You know, we just got have to accept what we got going on. Now, we all saw, obviously, what went down with Jerry Jones and and everybody within the media and McCarthy and all that stuff. Tony, do you buy into the idea that Jerry can make another splash move tomorrow? Because, look, don't you think it would be a little Jerry Jones-ish if all of a sudden, like, hey, by the way, we're about to talk all this good about the, the, the Rams and the 49ers, but then Jerry Jones is like, oh, hold on here's here's my headline i just fired mike mccarthy do you think that there's any merit to that do you think there's any chance at that and i'm not trying to like put you on the spot as far as like you're the one to report it because trust me as soon as i put out a tweet i got dms out the wazoo and they're like oh what do you know i'm like everybody calm down <laughs> leave me alone first of all i'm eating lunch
2: you know what I, mean? like,
1: <laughs> I was just this is what happens twitter's a dangerous place it's a dark place especially cowboys twitter in particular do you think there's anything to any of this going down as people are listening to this now, it's twelve o'clock, more than likely, uh, east, uh, you know, Eastern time, eleven central. Um, you know, it's Monday. So, do you think anything goes down?
2: I mean, with Jerry Jones, you can never rule out anything you know because for him he's a marketing genius he knows how to get the attention and the spotlight on the cowboys and um but you know it's one of those things where if, if you're asking me if i think something major is going to happen i i'd be i'd be surprised to see something crazy happen like that i mean obviously you want to there isn't a chance that it could happen but with jerry jones and I think they just got to worry more about what's on the football field product, right? I think we've heard, you know, the, the smoke in the mirrors and the I'm so disappointed and upset, whatever. Like, I don't care about that. At this point, I want to see W's. And and whatever you're doing, if that move, whatever moves you're making, the team has enough brand recognition. The team has all the things you could want outside of W's. So I want to see a championship. And that's pretty much the bottom line. Aiden, are you on that team where the mob kind of came out? uh, over the, you know, the
1: course of the last couple days. And I I think in particular people were zeroing in on that 49er Packer game. Right. So like we're all watching that and saying if for whatever reason, the the Packers go out there and just roll all over the 49ers, it's going to start some serious crap within the media because we're going to be like, wait a minute, we could have, you know, that Niner team wasn't good. We lost to a bad team. Now that the Niners have pulled off this massive upset in Lambeau, does that kind of, kind of set the tone a little bit less extreme in Dallas.
3: I think it does. I coming into this week I was in that camp where if the Niners or if the Packers blew out the Niners, I think that would have been enough, not necessarily enough, but I think that definitely would have ruffled some feathers in Dallas just because they the Packers proved that the 49ers would have been a completely inferior team. I still think there's going to be a little bit of a bitter taste in Dallas because what they proved this weekend is that if the Cowboys didn't start off slow and if they played up to the potential that we saw, the Cowboys could be in the NFC Championship right now. Now, I'm not one of those what if whatever. I I, I don't think we would I still don't think that the Cowboys are a Super Bowl team, but I definitely think the thoughts are well, if we had won every team came out flat, we could be in the NFC Championship right now.
1: Now, you just brought up a good point. I'm actually very curious to know your solve, right? You just said, on record, on the first episode of First and Ten, which, by the way, First and Ten uh, kind of kicks your week off, so we're the first podcast, so in case everybody's like, why did they do this? <laughs> it's First and Ten, we're the first podcast of the week. Now, you just said that they weren't Super Bowl contenders. They weren't, well, at least they weren't going to make that run, right? Be- and now, are you basing that off of the performance against the 49ers, or you think there's actually glar- uh, glaring issues with this current team as it stands right now, because you know, truth be told, we're going to lose a lot of these guys in in the offseason. So, where are we missing? What's the missing piece to the Dallas Cowboys to make the run that we're all, you know, itching for?
3: Well, as it relates to they're not a Super Bowl team, I think if you had asked me at the bye week, yeah, I would have bought into the fact that this team's good enough to win the Super Bowl. I just think what we're missing is. I think the main thing is I'd love us to spend some capital on offensive line. I don't think that's the magical piece that's going to fix the entire offense, but it showed itself against the Niners where, I mean, you, yeah, Dak Prescott didn't play his best game, but when he faces 25 pressures and another five sacks, there's only so much the guy can do. You got to, that's going to help the run game. That's going to help the pass game. I, I think offensive line is, has to be the number one priority going forward in this offseason.
1: Now, in that, um, we all watched Joe Burrow get sacked nine times and win. So is there a chance I could just kind of deflect that back at you and say, well, you know, hold my beer. You know, Burrow just got his ass kicked on national TV so and got the job done. So now is this a Dak issue? Because, look, there's nobody on the planet that will defend Dak more than me. I am I, I welcome all challengers on Twitter. If you've seen it, it's a mob. They come after me like this guy will never win the big game and blah 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 blah. blah. I truly think to this day right now that he still has the intangibles and the skill set and the moxie and the personality and the profile to get it done in Dallas. I truly believe that. But is, is he enough? You know what I mean? Is is Dak Prescott enough? Is it the calf? Is like t- like sell me on Dak Prescott in 2022, 2023. Tony, you're next. You're going to you're going to sell me on Dak Prescott too. I'm not just going to leave this to Aiden. Oh, I I just don't know. Like I don't
3: know if I can sell you on him just because I'm I'm sitting here thinking is the first 6 weeks of a healthy Dak, somewhat healthy Dak Prescott the norm or is it that last 11 12 games that we saw? I don't know if I can sell you on him, but if I was going to sell you I'd say Dak was the cap injury was dealing like was more of an issue than we expected the offensive line completely declined over the last half of the year and the rushing game zeke wasn't obviously was playing on a torn pcl now that we know so he just had nobody there to help him out and so if he can just get some consistency with the other 10 guys around him maybe i i still think he's a good quarterback and i still think he's good enough to do it i just we need to see it happen again <laughs>
1: Tony, you're a used car salesman, right? Dak Prescott's been beat up. He's broke his foot, his ankle, all that stuff. He's got a he's got a calf thing, right? I walk onto the lot of a used car dealership. Sell me Dak Prescott. Why am I buying into Dak Prescott in 2022,
2: 2023? Well, unlike a used car uh, he he's not an appreciating last uh, asset. He's one of those things where I mean if you just look at the way injuries work. Um guys that come back off of major injuries, that first year is kind of a reacclimation period. I know he, you know, broke a franchise record and, with 37 touchdowns and I know that there were some bright spots moments, but even from back in training camp like Aiden touched on, he had the shoulder and then he had the calf and he had the ankle. So he was just never I think at full you know, full speed with the governor off. And I think a a healthy offseason that even he alluded to, uh, he's going to be able to get in, have a true offseason to get better, dive in the playbook and be able to kind of build his body up. And, you know, know, at the end of the day, it is a team sport. I mean, I know everybody says QBs, Wins on a QB stat, so I'm not really worried too much. I know he's got to elevate, and you know he's up until this year. We thought of Dak Prescott as that person that was the elevator, like you know the the defense would give up forty, and you're expecting him to score forty one. So it's I'm still. A hundred percent. If you're driving the Dak train, I'm right there with the co-pilot with you because I do think this kid is gonna win us the Super Bowl. I really do believe that. I still think he's a top tier quarterback in this league. And you know, I I mean, I yeah, I'm really dejected and feel really um You know, disappointed in how you finish a 12 and five season that they ran through the division. But I I do think if it's going to take free agency, it's going to take the draft because there are a lot of holes and we'll get into that in the offseason as we go further on. But I do think that Dak Prescott and um, this organization are going to be able to do the things that kind of keep us competitive and hopefully get over the hump. Now, obviously, Amari Cooper in the news,
1: you know, because Jerry Jones, you know, pretty much dragged him through, you know, like Cooper's not one for words. You know, he doesn't talk a lot, but he was chirping at the end of the year. Right. He was like, you know, get me involved. Like, let's do this. Like, I can do this. And then, you know, there were a couple balls that went to him and are like, all right, well, yeah, let's go. Let's get him going. Here we go. Are like in the same context of uh, of Dak Prescott, you know, when I'm telling you to sell me on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's number on his contract is is something that a lot of people bring up because it's it's high. But in my opinion, I've said this to a countless amount of people. I said, just give it three years and it'll be the eighth, ninth, tenth ranked contract in the world. Right. Or in the NFL. So or quarterbacks wise. So I tell everybody, you know, miss me with that argument. Right. But Amari Cooper makes 20 million dollars next year. Aiden is Amari Cooper. On the the trade block, or at least I know there's some kind of dead money hit if he's just outright released. Is Amari Cooper a member of the Dallas Cowboys? If you had to say right now, and we're still again we're going to the NFC and AFC title games, so we're still in January. So as far as rosters are concerned, it's not you know too crazy. There's no there's no shaping or shifting of the rosters right now. But your gut is Amari Cooper, wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys next year.
3: Yeah, just because. I think the main argument is that we don't really like to ship out guys that we have kind of picked up and developed a lot. Cooper, at the end of his Raiders career, he wasn't, he was kind of being thought of as, eh, does he still have it?
1: We yeah, the dropsies, dropsies. Yeah, ex-
3: yeah, exactly. We traded for him. And we said, no, we believe in you. And its it turned out to be a good investment. And I just, it's like what we're seeing with. Not, not that I think we should cut Elliot or trade him or anything, but it's just what we're seeing with Elliot, where once we have a guy that we believe in, he's going to stay on the team because Jerry Jerry likes to think that he's right.
1: Well, now I was just going to ask you the same thing as a follow-up question. Are guys like Dak, Cooper, Zeke, Lawrence, all these guys that we've paid, are they untouchable in a sense because Jerry doesn't want to go out there and say, look, I was wrong?
3: Yeah, and maybe you guys can tell me if i'm wrong i just can't think of a time where we traded one of our big contracts away because we thought that he wasn't necessarily contributing to the level we
1: expected Has it hasn't happened in the last 25 years i mean I, not not that I, I don't remember any trades to be honest with you the last trade i remember making i mean I'm i'm sure there's been a million under the radar that i can remember but if i had to take a guess it's when we dropped i believe two ones to get Joey Galloway before we traded for Amari Cooper, you know, and Joey Galloway was like when Aiden was in diapers, you know what I mean? So like, that was a long time ago. I can't remember any other actual trades to dish off salary or to, you know, inherit anything else. Amari Cooper was that first round pick that we're like, Oh, okay. He's only 24 when we traded for him. So we're like, okay, that's our first round pick. You know, we'll, we'll just consider that. So as far as transactions are concerned, as far as trades, and of course, I'm sure the mob will come after us and say, well, I can't believe you forgot about the blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, all right, everybody calm down. Um, But, yeah, I mean, look, this team has assembled right now. You know, Amari Cooper has a massive, massive hit to the salary cap, and we got a lot of decisions to make. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of offensive players, defensive in particular, you know, guys like Randy Gregory, that's going to be warranting a heavy, heavy payday. Tony, does Randy Gregory – based off the season of being here for a full year for the first time in his career, which I was personally excited about. I said, wow, we get a full year. Randy Gregory, let's see what he's got. I think he really did bring it. Now, are we going to just basically say that our two edge rushers, are we going to look at Randy Gregory as if he is, you know, worth the money that he's probably going to demand? Because then you're looking at this defensive line. You're saying, whoa. Look at the edge rusher
2: salaries just alone. You know, Tony, is it worth it? You know, for me, if it was somebody else's player, if he was on a different team, like whether it was Washington or he was just a, a regular street free agent, I would think the Cowboys wouldn't touch him on a 10 foot pole. But since he's a homegrown guy, they invested a lot of time, money and energy into him. I think that is the type of player that the Cowboys would throw some money at. And I think there would be incentive laced. I think that they would have some clauses within that, you know, because I, you know, I've been, you know, team number one on Randy Gregory's, uh, <laughs> you know, on his uh, hype train there. But um, for me, I think it, you know, it's only been one year that he's done this. So I think you're going to have to have some uh, protections in, in the contract. But I think Randy Gregory is somebody you should bring back. I know he had some boneheaded plays in the playoff game, but on a consist- consistent basis all year, he was one of your best defensive players.
1: All right. So yeah, look, I mean, I agree with you. I think that you you know, the money is gonna definitely be warranted and I think he's earned it, but it just it it scares me when I know or I think that like it's gotta be allocated in so many ways and we have so many holes to fill. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be really, really interesting. So look, the Dallas Cowboys are obviously in the news right now because of uh of a uh, coaching issues or coaching topics. Now I ask you guys both, Aiden, are we losing all right, so I'll give obviously we got Kellen Moore is our offensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, right? Our coordinators are here right now as we record this on Sunday night. So, again, if people are listening to this and all of a sudden we lose one, that's not our fault. Shame on us. I know. We waited all the way to 1030 on the East Coast to actually record this thing. So, (laughs) if anything breaks, it'll break tomorrow morning. Are either of these guys going to be on the coaching staff next year?
3: I think Kellen Moore will be on the coaching staff next year. I think – Cowboys fans, everybody listening. I love them to death. I think there's, it's getting to about a 2% chance that Dan Quinn returns as a defensive coordinator. I'm just every, but like, I think it's
1: every team
3: that is interviewing has requested for Dan Quinn. So
1: unfortunately, I the giants and I, they should just calm the frig down with that one. <laughs> like I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that, but go ahead. Sorry.
3: I'd hate it. Yeah. I'd hate it if he went to the giants and, but As for, Kellen Moore is a little bit more difficult because he is getting a lot of interest, but I just don't know what teams have seen over this last back half of the year that make them think, oh yeah, that's our guy. That's the one we want. No hate to Kellen Moore. I still think he could be okay,
1: but as a head coach, really now? Yeah, uh, Tony, do you think either of these guys are staying? I mean, to me, before you get into it, I I think that, Personally, I think that Kellen uh, Moore has coached himself out of a head coaching job. Like, I, I think that he's staying with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, is he the next Jason Garrett? Is he the next, you know, boy wonder that we're just like, is he our, our McVay? Is he our, our Zach Taylor? Is he is he the next guy in, in, in line for this McCarthy thing? Because if McCarthy gets removed, let's just say McCarthy does get the job one more year, right? And I saw that schedule, or at least the opponents, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, There's definitely, with the talent, even if we brought back like 20% of our roster that we have right now, I feel like we could still rattle off 9, 10, 11 wins, right? Right off the rip. You got the NFC East, you got the NFC North, you got the AFC South. So there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule. Now if we fall short again, that's probably it for McCarthy 100%. Is Kellen Moore the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Tony?
2: I don't know, man. I, I look at Kellen Moore a lot, like uh, you know, like some cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin. Earlier in the year, this guy was worth about sixty four thousand, and as the season went on, now he's dipping down about thirty five thousand. So, it for me, I think you guys both hit the nail on the head when when you said, you know. If this was before pre-bye week, I'm like, see you later, Kellen Moore. Boy Wonder is going to be gone next year. Let's just enjoy him while he's here. And then it went to, oh, I don't know if he's going to end up getting a head coaching job. And I do feel like he's getting all these interviews, which is fine. I think I think teams are just doing their homework and, you know, it doesn't hurt him to bring him in and kind of get, uh, get him interviewed and see what he's all about. But at the same time, beyond the head coaching thing, I think he needs to worry about – uh you know, getting back in not the good graces because who cares what we think, right? Ultimately, they don't care what people like us say in that in the locker room. But I think he needs to get back to the roots of like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not the second half coach that I was, you know, compared to was in the first half because he was, you know, he was doing some things that I think we're all impressed with. You know, he was making that offense go. I remember they the mantra early in the season was t- aggressively taking what the defense gave you, and then that slowly turned into. We're just going to run our head into a brick wall. First down runs, you know, slants with Conor. I mean, uh, screens with Connor McGovern out there. So it just it, it just you, the, the, I've never seen the dip of somebody's stock so fastly, rapidly decline. And yeah, Kellen Moore is going to be in Dallas. This is my opinion. He's going to be the offensive coordinator and he's going to have to prove it to us again. Yeah, I think that
1: listen, uh, this past loss to the Niners really it did a number on me. It did. It, it's like. I don't know, you know, people get the reference of Major League Two. I feel like Randy Quaid right now where I'm just like completely against this team until they prove me otherwise. Um, But if I had to look at a positive, if Kellen Moore sticks around and he has aspirations to be a head coach in this league, he's once again on a prove it year, you know, like where he's going to have to really bring it next year. And I don't know if he can, like, I, I don't know if there's a job right now for him where he just comes out of the woodwork and says, like, and Jacksonville's like, yeah, you're the guy. You know, so I, I don't know if that exists anymore. And who knows what jobs are out there next year. But if the Dallas Cowboys fall short again, the Dallas Cowboys job will be there next year. And that's what worries me. Aiden, go ahead. To be
3: fair, it would be a very Jacksonville move for them just to hire Kilmore, but not based off of anything much, just they like the name. Let's hire him.
1: <laughs> right, listen, you know who's really starting to like scare me? The Houston Texans, right now, like their list of candidates right now is like very, very scary. First of all, they brought in Jared Mayo, former linebacker, now linebacker's coach for the Patriots, which, again, the Flores thing didn't work out so much in Miami. I don't know why. Obviously, people have their speculations as to why it didn't work out, but he was a linebacker's coach. They want Jared Mayo. Then I saw Heinz Ward got an interview. Then I saw Josh McCown got an interview. So I don't know what the hell they're doing in Houston, but at least – And for, for at least the time being the Dallas Cowboys are not the joke of Texas as all as a whole. So the Cowboys are actually a leg up right there, I think. Um, But yeah, look, it's now officially the off season, right? And, And there are so many things that we have to address. And we, we went over the coaching and we've, we've gone over like, you know, do we, do we believe in Dak Prescott? Like yes or no kind of deal. And like, There's, there's times where this kid flashes, man. And there's times that he's just like lost deer in headlights. Just doesn't know what's going on. Um, It's, it's kind of, kind of disappointing to see the final four, uh, you know, besides Patrick Mahomes, but to see it be Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Jimmy G, you know, you're looking at this and you're like, that that's gotta be Dak Prescott in that, in that position. Right. I mean, like we're looking at an NFC title, an NFC conference with guys like Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tom Brady, Dak, Russell Wilson. You know, all these quarterbacks, and we're sitting there with Stafford and Garoppolo. (laughs) It's, It's nauseating to me.
3: One thing I'll say is if we're looking for optimism, A, we don't have to play in the AFC where you have Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen looking like they're about to absolutely dominate that division for 10 years. But also, you look at the NFC, all the quarterbacks seem like they're at least at the end or they've expressed interest in wanting out. Aaron Rodgers wants out probably russell Wilson's. there's been talks about him leaving tom Brady's.
1: but with our luck with the cowboys luck russell wilson's gonna wind up a giant and we're gonna have to worry about him (laughs) twice a year so that's not gonna be fun at all um but yeah you're right i mean it seems like the nfc is a little older all i'm saying is outside of kyler murray
3: there's not a young quarterback in the nfc that i'm like yeah he's probably a franchise quarterback
1: well listen that that's music to any Cowboys fans ears right now, because the way to get to the super bowl, you got to go through the NFC first. And it seems to me that the NFC, I I've said it the other day, when I watched, when I watched Philadelphia get trounced by Tampa, I said, this is the Cowboys division for the next three to five years. You know, there's no reason that any other team can make this, you know, crazy leap to get to the, to the top of the division championship round. And then of course, you know, guys like Dan Rogers come at me like, well, there hasn't been a uh, defending repeat champion in 45 years, you know, or whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, well, you know, maybe it's time, maybe it's time that there's well, a dominant team, like like the Green Bay Packers, for instance, Rogers won that division, had that thing on lock for the last like 20 years, you know, a couple freak seasons here and there where Minnesota would kind of do some magic, but outside of that, they, they ran it. So why can't Dallas run it? Which gives us, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity in the playoffs to make some noise. So maybe now the Dallas Cowboys are a, you know, for at least the next couple of years guaranteed a playoff spot is what I'm saying. So we're going to be in the dance, right? Tony, if I had a gun to your head right now, what is the one thing that will get us to the next level? We got bounced in the wild card round of the playoffs this year. And I'm not even talking about divisional round because we should have been there. You know, hand to God, that's that's where the Cowboys, if you're going to get bounced out of the playoffs, I would have figured this weekend would have been it, right? Because that's just typical Cowboys. How do the Cowboys get over the hump next year? I'm talking right now. What is the one move they got to do to get there?
2: I mean it's a it's a it's a massive pivotal offseason for this team. 20 plus free agents could conceivably lose both of your head coach. I mean your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator. I mean there's even rumors you could lose your head coach. So we don't even know what this team could look like a week from now, right? But it's gonna be about control damage control it's gonna be about putting the assets around dak prescott because i do think and i think we all believe dak prescott has the ability to to win this team a super bowl but at the end of the day it's gonna take the team around him i mean like we said we can analyze the year all we want azika elliott on a torn pcl there should have been more tony pollard involved it's got to be better in game management there's got to be uh, cleaner play. I mean, one hundred percent for them to have fourteen penalties in that playoff game. I mean, I, I think I tweeted it out no, uh, for the Block and the Boys page. I said nobody beats Dallas like Dallas beats Dallas, and it's just so bad because you know if this this opinion and ten cents will give you a dime, but if you look at all the quarterbacks in there, that's in the final four, Dak is number two. Dak is right behind Pat Mahomes, but I think he's better than Stafford. He's better than Joey Burrow. And I think he's, uh, he's you know, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, for Christ's sake. So it's one of those things where we have pieces in, in play. They're going to have to share up the offensive line, and they're going to have to have Will McClay and the boys continue to hit on home run draft picks. And that's just, you know, that's what it's going to take. If if Steve Steven Jones isn't going to, you know, invest too much money into free agency and, and they're going to play it safe in that, bro, you have to crush it in the draft.
1: Aiden, do you buy into getting hyped for next year right now as it stands with all the free agents? And obviously we're not, we don't have the checkbooks here, right? We We can't choose who we're signing we're going to sign some guys back and then there's going to be Robert Quinn situations where we can't sign one guy back and he's going to set a record somewhere else. Right. And it's going to be, it, you know, it stinks. It stinks and it stings, right? Like both. Um, Are you hyped? Can you get hyped? Are you optimistic that this team can just kind of pick up where they left off against the 49ers and, and, and get over the hump next year?
3: I'm, I'm not going to be, and maybe this is just the sting of it happening happened happening a week ago. I'm I'm not getting optimistic until I see the Cowboys in the NFC championship now because it's happened for 2014, 2016, this year where I I'm like this is it. This is the year that we finally get over the hump. And I've been disappointed. So at this point, I think there is some things to be optimistic about specifically all the young defensive players that showed up this year, and a potential of a Dak getting healthy in the offseason. But until we until we make it to the NFC Championship, I'm going to be hesitantly optimistic. Now, with that being said, we're probably going to play. I don't know. A, we're going to end up playing the Packers week one next year, and we're going to beat them in Lambo, and then or at home. I don't know if we play them at home. We're in, in Lambo.
1: We're going to Lambo in
3: Lambo, and then I'm like, yep this is it let's go so we'll see this is that's just my thought right now
1: i've made a promise to myself uh to my family to the to my friends who who just they 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 don't like seeing me the way i i, I get you know at the cowboy i made a promise to them that that you know this past year has broken me to a point where i'm just like all right look when they do good things great when they do bad things i expect it you know and that, that's that's where we're at as a franchise, I think, and I think the rest of the fan base can kind of echo that. You know, I can't – there's not going to be another – like, find me a, a fan on Twitter or on, anywhere that just, you know, outside of people that are, like, are relatives of the players or something like that, where they're, 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 they're rah-rah right now, right? Like, obviously, we we see, like, the social medias of, of, of a tad Prescott, right? Dak's brother is very vocal about his brother's play, and I'm, a, I'm on Team Dak, right? I'm, I'm always trying to back him up, too. But like outside of that type of fan and, and support, you can't. I don't think Tony, you can find a fan right now that's optimistic and, and saying like next year, that's it, this is it, we're we're climbing over every hill, every mountain, and we're gonna finally win that Lombardi. Do you have? Is there any inkling of you right now going into the offseason that feels like, you know, there's gonna be a lot of moving parts. Whether Brady decides to go away, whether Rodgers gets moved or he retires, the NFC can look very very different. In 2022, 2023, with Dak Prescott as our guy, do you feel like
2: we have a leg up already? It's funny because everything you said positive about the Cowboys had something to do with another team within the conference, right? So, you know, this year is going into it 12 and five. I really thought this season could be different. And now that I'm sitting here dejected and, you know, I'm sure the I'll be drinking some more Kool-Aid as we get into the offseason, you know, a little bit more. But right now the uh, this regular season felt different and this off season feels different right i just remember looking at my fiance when we lost and i was just like i don't know man i thought this was their best shot and then you look at just the free agents they had and you know i'm again i'm a positive person but i'm also realistic i mean i there is a lot of holes to fix in this in this team and we're going to touch on the draft and we're going to go ahead and talk about what they should address but this is a best player available type draft because outside of quarterback You could be like, yeah, they need somebody there. Yeah, they need somebody at every step, at every position, like even a kicker. You know what I mean? They need to find somebody everywhere. So, you know, I do like the fact that, you know, Tom Brady might be stepping down. Aaron Rodgers might not be a Green Bay Packer anymore. And, you know, and then what do we have in the the NFC Championship game? I mean, I think in totality, we're a better football team than the 49ers. We didn't play like it, and that's going to ring hollow after what we saw. But I do think we're a better football team, you know, Matt Stafford, the Rams, whatever you knew that we all knew all year long, wire to wire, they were going to be a good team. So it's you know I do like the prospects of this team moving forward, but it's going to take to not sit on their hands this offseason for me to really be bought in. I agree. I agree, man. Well, look, I think that this is a you know a
1: first episode that we had to get everything off our chest. Obviously, there's more football to be played. Next time you hear from us, we'll have an NFC and an AFC champion. So we'll break down some of the Super Bowl predictions we might have. Um obviously the again, the NFC did not play out the way we all saw it playing out. I literally last week said, "Oh man, we're getting Brady and Rogers again." And literally it's the complete opposite way. Aiden, you got some. Who's y'all
3: should we predict the next round? Yeah, why not? Let's talk do it. About,
1: yeah. Or who, is it is it who's going to win or who do we want to win? Uh, both. Let's, let's go. Yeah, let's go both. All right. So I'll start it off. Who do I want in the Super Bowl? I want Matt Stafford to get there with the Rams and I'll do it for for the Aiden's family why not the Davises right I'll <laughs> do it for the Aiden's family with the Rams and I'll take Joey Burrow to beat Patrick Mahomes um, what I think is going to happen um, I think the Rams do get it done and but I, unfortunately it's going to be like Maho- it's going to be one of those things where Burrow like is there he's scratching the surface but Mahomes is going to be like eh, I am Mahomes after all so I got I, I want a Bengals Rams I think a, uh, a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh Tony, what's say you, bro?
2: So for the NFL historian that I am, I think it would be cool to see Bengals 49ers in the Super Bowl just because of you know having that rematch. But for viewing purposes and what I think will actually happen, I think will be the Rams and the Chiefs. And I think it's gonna be a shootout for the for the ages in the Super Bowl. And you know, it might not be anything. Any better than,
1: I don't know if you can ever get anything better than what we just watched. Nah, there's like yeah. eighty seven points scored in a minute. That was just <laughs> incredible. <laughs> insane. Like, Oh, my God. So, Aiden, obviously, we know your rooting interest is the Rams. Do you feel like they're going to get it done?
3: Yeah, I, I, I mirror you, Sturge. I, I want a Rams-Bengals Super Bowl. I think we'll have a rams Chiefs Super Bowl, which that's you could get it a lot worse than that. So, I, I, I know the 49ers have beaten the Rams a couple times this year, but we've all talked about it. it's hard to beat a good team three times, and I think the Rams get it done.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Jimmy GQ, I think the the run is over. I think this little feel-good story was great for Green Bay. It it shocked the world, don't get me wrong, Uh, but I think the the fun run is over. Um, I think the home team takes it there. I think both home teams take it, so we'll see what happens. Um, But, yeah, so this has been a uh, first episode of First and Ten right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Be sure to leave us a review if you like us. If you don't like us, actually, if you don't like us, don't leave a review. Um, You can shoot me a private DM. We'll talk about it. Uh, me and Tony will come take care of you. Uh, hey, but, uh, <laughs> over there. Uh, but yeah, so definitely leave a review. Uh, make it five stars. Appreciate that. Appreciate all the feedback you could find. Tony and Aiden's writings on bloggingtheboys.com. Of course, you could find me right here on this podcast. You can find all three of us typically on the round table discussing how out of touch Tom Ryle is and uh, how uh, uh, cautiously optimistic guys like Dan Rogers are. And of course, RJ Ochoa, the producer, the editor-in-chief, the, the man over there at Blogging the Boys. So for Dave Starcho, Tony Catalina, and Aiden Davis, this has been the very first episode of First and 10. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you guys next time.